Ever had a conversation at 3am when everyone but you and your best friend has called it a night? That's what this is. This is the Rhetorical Podcast with Sam and Scotty. Banter for the real world. Hiya. Good afternoon, Sam. How are you? <laughs> you had to really think about that, and I would like to point out that on average we record these at about five o'clock on a Tuesday. Okay, so there are multiple reasons that I struggle with time, and one of them is doing shift work. I'll be honest. Like time yeah. and date don't have meaning for me anymore. No, it's I- just awake time. Sleep time, work time, and record rhetorical time. Well, I think also it's going to be ten times worse for you, seeing as for some bizarre reason you're going caffeine-free. I'm trying it. Like, today's the first day, and about five hours into the day, halfway through my shift at work, I just started to get just this really light but persistent headache. I'm like, my body's not happy with me. To be fair... They do say, I don't know who they are, but they, the general they, they say that it does take about three days before you start to, f- to stop feeling the withdrawals really strongly. Yeah, people deny the fact that caffeine is an addictive substance. But the fact of the matter is, you wake up in the morning and I know I, like, that's the first thing I think of. I like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to kiss Rihanna awake. It's just, oh, I need my caffeine fix. And the fact is, I realise that and that's why I'm trying to get away from it. I'm very proud of you. It's a brave thing to do. And you know something that's kind of weird is that when we first met and we first started doing radio together, I had a problem with caffeine and it would give me these this kind of weird inner ear blockage, right? So it would, it would change my blood pressure. This is a theory, by the way. I could have had some kind of other medical issue. <laughs> Who knows? But my theory was, after thinking about it, my blood pressure changed and it blocked my ears and it was really annoying and kind of, you know, agitating. Well, how did giving up caffeine affect you at that point? Well, you see, I could only have a very small amount of coffee and over time that's built up. And working in the radio industry and doing, like, stupid o'clock for too long, <laughs> I, I've started to get used to it. And now I need like a large coffee to be able to start my day. I remember hearing a radio interview at one point with a guy who was very much a naturopath. Uh, he promoted good eating, good drinking, all that sort of stuff. Good and on. on air, he had his first ever sip of coffee. Ever in his life? In his life. He was like 31 or something. And like as soon as he had the coffee, he went on talking for a little bit. And then like you could tell just through his voice, he's like, yeah, okay, wow, wow. So you, you guys... You guys live like this, yeah? You, you live with coffee inside you. <laughs> Actually, that did make me think of something, though. What is there in your life that a lot of people have had, or it could be a food, it could be a substance, it could be, you know, whatever. What have you not tried in your life? Oh, I, I haven't tried any of the hard drugs. No, same. Yep, that's good. Mm. Um, I haven't tried a whole bunch of weird foods that I do intend to get to at some point. <laughs> Such as? Oh, like crickets. I uh, haven't um, tried various animals like horse or dog. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, I'm happy it's to a, try that sort of stuff. I'm not. That's that's definitely a no for me. I don't want to eat duck. I don't du- like... The, I, I love duck. I duck like, is great. I don't like the idea of eating duck. And actually... As the boyfriend of a vegan, I say that duck is great. <laughs> <laughs> On the subject of poultry, this is something that I know rocks a lot of people when I tell them. I have never had KFC. That is not a bad thing. No, I don't think so either. Because basically the only addictive part of KFC is the grease that they smother in the chicken. Oh, nothing about KFC seems appealing to me. 
I mean, nothing no, at fair. all. Speaking of chicken, in Japan, you can eat raw chicken. No, no, don't do that. No, no, because the process is completely different to the way they have it in the Western society, mm. where they, you know, I'm not going to describe. I no, the I know process. how it works, and I don't like. I it's one of those things that I never wish to repeat. No, you told me once, and I struggled to eat KFC. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in Japan, it's a completely different system. Wow, there you go. So I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try raw chicken. <laughs> Oh no, just everything about that is just goes against everything I have learned about hygiene and food. Yeah, that's fair. I, I really don't want my trip to end halfway through with Scotty Gets Salmonella. But... <laughs> Episode 24, Scotty Gets Salmonella. Hey, Sam's actually making conversations, Scotty's just... <laughs> this is the Rhetorical Podcast. Alright, so I plan on doing some travelling soon, visiting a few people around Australia before I head over to Japan. Oh, Okay, nice. And uh, I plan on staying at your house. Heads up, just so you know. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I might be there one day. Who knows? All right, cool. That's good to know. But it got me thinking about a conversation we had quickly a while back, huh. and that was when staying at someone's house huh. and you don't have any of your own shampoo or soap or anything <laughs> and you're using their shower, mm. what is the etiquette of you, like... Do you ask if you can use their shampoo or conditioner? Do you uh, use their soap, even if it's a bar and you're rubbing up their soapy or, suds or, up okay. against yourself? All right. Now, I've got two two very different ideas on this. The first being shampoo, right? It's in a bottle. I mean, as long as it's not the last dribble, because if it's the last dribble, you're, be, you're taking the piss. Right? Yeah, that's not cool. But if you've got, like, at least two-thirds of it is full, go for your life. What does it matter? It's shampoo. So, I mean, yeah. if you want to use that shampoo, go for it. I, I think that's fine. That would be my judgment call if I was in someone else's shower and I desperately wanted to wash my hair. I'd go for it without a second thought. Yeah, me too. And it's not so much like the who cares. <laughs> Honestly, in my mind, is the they're not even going to notice. <laughs> like, Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's no way different. And there's who's nothing. taking stock, you know? A- an intervention when you get home, back to their apartment, <laughs> and it's just like, we need to talk about the shampoo you used last night. Oh, for God's sake, what? How did you know your hair was just too fluffy? <laughs> too. You looked glorious. Um, okay, that's fair. I'm glad we're on the same shampoo side, because that, <laughs> that should just be a no-brainer. Yeah, sure. But the soap. Now, bar soap, that's very, very different. Now, like, again, if it comes out of a bottle and you've got some, what, what is that called, body lotion? Not body lotion. I don't know, travel soap? No, no, you know, it's like... um Body wash. Body wash, there we go. Why couldn't I think of body wash? I don't, it's literally, like, the most literal name <laughs> for anything ever. Use this... Right after Bottle Shop and Sydney Harbour Bridge. <laughs> okay, so if it's, if it's, if it's body wash... <laughs> If it's body wash, then I think that's fine, right? Because you can use that as to wash said body. If it's a bar of soap, I feel a little conflicted with that because you've got a bar of soap, you're going to wash all over your body with that. And there's parts of your body that I don't, not you specifically, but anyone that's using the soap say, that's not like... me. Anyone that's using the soap that's not me and my partner, I don't really want. And I don't mean I don't want your dick touching my soap. <laughs> Like, that's a given. But also, I don't want your sweaty armpit touching the soap either, because then I've got to use that next. And, like, what if stray hairs and stray pubes get onto the soap? All of that scenario just sounds awful to me. All right, okay. So, I, I of course, have to bring up the argument of, like, it's soap. The moment you, like, rub it on yourself, the next layer underneath will just clean that section of 
possible grossness away. I think, yeah. And soap literally cleans all those areas <laughs> that you're afraid of touching vicariously through it. All right. Compromise. Compromise on the fly. This is the quickest I've ever compromised for anything on this show. I'm sure. The compromise is you can use the soap, just make sure that you thoroughly run it through your hands and get a nice, you know, sud going and wash off any residue of Scotty once you've, you know, once you've used it and then put it back. Okay, that is is a fair call of, like, with every soap I use, even my own soap, my own personal soap. Yeah, I do that too. As I'm showering, I will check it to make sure that there's no hairs left on it. Yeah. Just just in case someone comes over and they want to use my soap, which I'm fine with, personally, <laughs> Sam, but I don't want someone else finding my weird stray hairs all over the soap. Yeah, of which you have many at this point. You don't know this. <laughs> I do. The normal stray hairs. I, I think okay. that that's just an etiquette thing that here's, one here's should do. secondary compromise for you. All right. Basically, you go to someone's house, you don't have your own soap, you decide to use theirs. What if you just grab the soap in your hands suds up your hands and then use the sudsy hands to clean yourself. Therefore, no direct contact of bar soap to Scotty's dick. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is that I, that is how I use other people's soap if I am going to use other people's soap in a shower. Because, That's fair enough. Because I can then rinse my hands off and then it's all fine. All right, unless I'm at your house, which is just full ball, like... That soap is going everywhere. Well, you see, this is why when you come and stay, I give you a towel and a bar of soap. That's okay. I'm going to a few people's houses. I'm bringing my own stuff this time. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Insta. At Rhetoricast. It's like rhetorical, but with cast on the end. You know, because... It's a podcast. So while we're on the subject of shampoo, hair, all that kind of thing, now the day that this episode comes out will be the very 1st of February, and you know what that means, Scotty. Goes the hair. That is the sound of a razor and all of your hair going. And then it's followed swiftly by the sound of regret. You know, probably. You know, (laughs) hair trimmers are expensive. Are they? Yeah, like I went out and bought a a hair trimmer that also, by the way, is uh, the same brand that they use in pet hair trimmers. (laughs) So you know it's going to do a good job. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. And, yeah, they're, they're not cheap. Like, I had to scrounge around to try and find a good one that I could actually afford. Yeah, actually, now I come to think of it, I think of electric shavers I have, and, like, for face and body, and it's just, like, the fact of the world that they are so expensive. And, you know, it's another one of those things is that, like, it's the one thing that women have on top of us, right? Their, their lifestyles are so expensive with everything that they need to buy to be what society deems them to be ladylike, from lotions to things you put in your hair to sanitary products that they have to buy because that's a thing in the world. Don't even get me started. But the <laughs> one thing that they've got on us is they can buy a $5 disposable razor and use that because their, their whole thing is just being completely hairless. I honestly believe that it's a slight more challenge for guys because you don't want to be hairless, but you don't want to be unkempt. Just uh, as a side note, I would love, 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 love to see you walk up to a bunch of women and be like, you know what's not fair for guys? <laughs> but I, start, I started the whole conversation by I saying... Know. I know, but it would be so good just to watch their reaction, <laughs> especially if it's a group of friends and them trying to be like, yeah, yeah, that's that's awful yeah, for you guys. Poor you. <laughs> but it is, let's just say it's a thing. It's still a I, thing. 
I haven't shaved in three years. I am out of the loop. I'm sorry. I don't know. I, w- I want to back you up on this, man, but I just don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, now you don't really have to worry about it because you have a lovely man who's got or woman that's going to do all the shaving for you. I, I plan on being self-taught at this point. Okay. I'm, I'm going to try and cut my own hair, or at least try and attempt to teach Rihanna to cut it for me. Right. Because despite the fact that I want to be stylish, I ain't paying no one to cut my hair. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> what? Come on. It's what? 30 bucks? 30 bucks? How can you just throw around 30 bucks go like to that ju- every other week? Go to Just Cuts. It's $9. It is not $9. Oh, well, 10 bucks or whatever it is from Just That's- Cuts. That's. I mean, you'll get a $10 haircut, but at least, at least it's 10 bucks instead of 30 I don't know. But don't <laughs> cut it yourself. That's just a recipe for disaster and you'll what look shit. What if I shit. get good at it? No, you won't be. I'll look shit at the beginning, but I'll get good at it, oh, damn it. for God's sake. Again, do, you, do I have to remind you, you I do the marketing for this show. <laughs> How am I supposed to market that head of cool. hair? Then you cut my hair. You can make it look exactly the way you oh, want it. God. Anyway. Do you pay someone to cut your nails too? Anyway, the whole reason I brought this up again is to torment you and say that you are definitely going to regret it and I just can't wait for you to regret it. But also, and I know that you'll never say it because you're just out of spite, but also there is one thing that I've been holding off for a while and I thought that I lost it to all eternity when I lost my hard drive with everything we've ever done on it. But thankfully I found a copy of it on another disc and it is a short film that we shot, more or less. Oh, wow, that's going to be a good documentary of when I have a lot of hair. <laughs> we went out to... It was it was when you came and visited me in Sydney and we first launched this show. We went out to a basketball court because we... I, I think for, from my perspective, I really feel as though a lot of the conversations we have is the type of conversations that blokes have in a bar or, again, as it says in our intro, you know, back patio table at 3 a.m. or when they're playing sport, this kind of male bonding thing, that sort of vulnerability falls away a little bit and guys can actually be honest about how they feel to other guys. And I thought that sport was a good example of the type of conversation that we would have or guys would have in that scenario. It it went out on our Facebook page, Twitter and Instagram, at Rhetoricast for all three of those. Went out at the same time as this episode. So go and have a look at it. I'm very proud of it. And I I think you are as well. I like it, but it does go to show that though we do have the conversations that people tend to have while playing sport, we are not sporty guys (laughs) (laughs) no we attempt the key word being attempt to play basketball and fail no we we throw the ball we do we do that we throw the ball we we we, (laughs) yes we throw the ball (laughs) um but uh, it it was an interesting thing that um we shot about four different versions of that chat there were four different conversations and it wasn't scripted or anything like that it was just a straight chat in the same way that we you know the way that we record this podcast we have no idea what we're going to say when we start it we hit record and hope for the best and that's what we did with this is you know we had four different chats and the one that we decided on that worked the best was when we were talking about whether we thought that our parents were happy together which is a strange thing to discuss because you never really think of your parents as anything except for i don't know like the rock of the situation unless you got uh an unfortunate relationship with your parents. They're usually yeah. the person that is just reliable and always there for you. Yeah. Um, it, it, and uh, it's usually until you get older. I've spoken to people when they get older and they they begin to 
question it more because their parents are getting older to the stages mm. where they need assistance mm. more than you do. That's a and- scary thought. I mean, like, I, I don't know whether you've given that much thought because I, I, I have older parents, right? It's one of those things that I am aware that I am going to be younger uh, or, or probably the first of my friends and the people that I know that will have to, you know, look after my parents. And it's not going to happen tomorrow or even in this decade, but at some point, sooner than everyone else, I'm going to have to start looking after my parents as they reach an age where they need to be looked after. And, I mean, I'm happy to do that, but it's a scary thought, isn't it? Well, it's it's scarier for you as uh, as an only child, but with me, with two brothers, um, like, I don't want to refer to my parents as some sort of chore, but... <laughs> The, the task can be sort of shared a bit. Yeah. My grandmother, my mum's mum, lives next door to us in our family home. It's a duplex. It's, it was a really good scenario because the whole reason that we moved to Bellinger in our hometown when I was 11 years old was to look after my grandmother when my grandfather passed away. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, she, she's going to be on her own. She's married to him when she was 16. Um, had my mum when she was 18 years old and has relied on my grandfather for her entire life and now all of a sudden she finds herself alone uh, it was difficult for my mum because she had to leave her job in the city and go to a regional town to look after her mum and it, it didn't mean you know 24 hour care or anything but it just meant being next door so no matter what we would be there for her and in the yeah. end you know she's ended up being very resilient my grandmother and has found her way very nicely made a very good group of friends and I've, I've met your grandmother she's, she is a sturdy broad she's, she's a feisty Scots lady you know <laughs> with fiery red hair she'll be fine you know she was always yeah, going to be absolutely. fine and I think about you know the stress it's it wasn't a massive stress, but it is nonetheless a stress in your life knowing that you it's have to look thought. after. And it's definitely a thought that would I ever have to, would I ever find myself moving to a original place to look after my mom? You know, and it's, um, it's one of those things that, you know, I don't have to think about yet and I don't really need to put too much thought into, but it's still top of mind. Well, not top of mind, but it's still in there. But now that we're talking about it, it's now, there. now, now I'm, I'm thinking about it. There, there's the rest of your week gone, right there. Yeah, yeah there thanks, Scotty. I didn't even bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it is, it is a scary thought. And, uh, like, if it was a situation, right, where your brothers weren't able to come to the table and it was up to you, you know, put some thought into that for either one of your parents, you know, how, how would you feel about that scenario? Um, I, I don't know. Just because I'm so... I don't know, I think I'm very out of touch with my family in a way hmm. so it, it, it's difficult for me to think of spending a lot of time with them yeah i mean i i love every member of my family but i just i i i'm not the type of guy that goes home every holidays i have or that sort of thing yeah i i'm i'm horrible even in the sense of just contacting my parents because I, I, most of the time, don't even think about the fact that they might be having issues in their life or whatever. As I said at the beginning of this, they're usually the people that I would turn to for help. And I think that's why, you know, there's something really circle of life about the whole idea of it, where, you know, it's the person that you rely on um, to, be, to be your rock and to be a voice of guidance and wisdom all of a sudden needs your help and it, that's I think that's the moment you truly become an adult where that's kind of come full circle and it's just kind of a natural part of life I guess and it's but it's a, it's a scary thing when you're at a young age I mean like we are look at us being all young and youthful 
to then have to think about that. And, you know, I, I think about the fact that there's a lot of people our age that are looking after their parents already, you know, not because, maybe because they are particularly older or maybe they're just having, they are having medical issues and there's no one else to look after them. I actually know a few people like that. I suppose, you know, I think about those people, they just take it in their stride and move on with their, move, move on with their lives with this now being a part of their lives. Well, yeah, uh, the people that I know that are living like that, they still live happy, full lives. Yeah, of it's course. It's just they have to put a little bit of extra effort in. Yeah, I, I think it's a good thing to think of every once in a while. I mean, you don't need to dwell on it, obviously, but, you know, it's a good thing to well, think about. you know, I made fun of you for the, now you're going to be dwelling on it, but <laughs> now I'm starting to dwell on it, and it's actually, it's <laughs> uh, uh, too much pressure, it's not even happening yet. But that's the thing. You don't need to dwell on it, but it's good to think about every once in a while. So when that moment does come, it's not as if you haven't thought about it ever, ever, ever. It's there at the back of your mind, and then you know that someday you may have to do that. And even if you've got like a, a slight inkling of what you might do, it gives you a bit of solace in that sense, maybe? No, no, it's just <laughs> confronting. No, <I> <laughs> All right, look, so if you want to check out that video where we discuss parents that we just, you know carried on with before you can hit us up on the facebook it's going to be out uh, at rhetoricast on facebook instagram and twitter yes all three do, of do you do videos on instagram yeah you can oh uh, well i look we'll put like a cut down version on instagram because you can only put 60 seconds on i've discovered uh, okay fair yeah. enough i really need to google social medias and how they work <laughs> and one of the other things that we talk about in that video as well is that you know we're still on the subject of parents and you know whether our parents are happy and living with our parents it's also the idea of becoming our parents and how much we are actually like them. And that's something that we kind of talk about in that. You know, I, I like to think I've picked up the good aspects of my mum and dad, but I also have picked up some bad aspects of my mum and dad. <laughs> we talk a lot about that in that video, so if you want to check that out, at Rhetoricast, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And of course, we shall be back next week with more talky things. Yes. Also, if you want to quickly sponsor my shaving, which uh, will be <laughs> happening tonight, the the day that this podcast is released. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you want to sponsor my shaving? <laughs> it's like, I just it's, it's like you're a sheep. Does someone gonna just pin you down and just start <laughs> just shearing no. your hair? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to check that out, it's still pinned to the top on Facebook and Twitter at Rhetoricast. I'm gonna say it 400 million times until you actually go, please. We might even set up a live feed of me getting shaven. shaven. Ooh, <laughs> getting shaven. Yeah, no, actually, we should do that. Definitely do that. Good luck with the shaving. Oh, thank you. All right, have a good one, guys. <laughs> I'm going to go to the barbers. No, stop. <laughs> you know what you should probs do? Hit us up on social. And do. We're on all the things. At Rhetoricast.